They're here, everyone. They are the smart kids at the shops with their mothers or fathers, riding their bikes around the streets and playing down by the river, as well as talking to their friends on their smartphones. Join the smart kids each week as they discover, explore, and solve the mysteries of today. Here's your host, J.T. Crowley. Hi. Welcome to the second podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to my previous podcast about Anjala, my snow leopard girl from Nepal. I said, I'm going to take you round the world with all my characters. So, today, I'm taking you to Scotland. And it's here we find Hamish with his friends protecting a royal stag to whom they have become so attached to from the deer stalker's guns. So, let's say hello to Hamish, who lives with his parents in the midst of the Scottish Highlands. This remote part of Scotland is wild, windswept and bleak. The rugged mountains that form the backdrop to the area are stunning. It's an area given to large land estates owned by local lairds. Herds of deer can be seen roaming relatively freely across the purple heather moorlands. Hamish and his friends Niall and Kirdark have spent school summer holidays up in the moors getting up to all sorts of things, but simply being boys messing about, playing silly games and take it in turn to be laird of the manor. Over the summer, the three boys have watched a nearby herd of red deer, a herd made up of a harem of hinds, watched over by a magnificent royal stag, to which the lads have become very attached to, especially Hamish, who names him Rufus. The story is set in late summer, with the onset of early autumn, coupled with the start of the rutting season only around the corner. For Rufus, this will probably be his last rutting season, as younger and more agile stags start to challenge his position as head of the herd. With Rufus being of the age he is, he now falls into the local gamekeeper's culling programme and a stag of Rufus's high status, with a head crowned with a spectacular display of antlers, will be a highly prized trophy to the deer stalkers, who would pay a king's ransom for such a head to adorn their walls. Hamish, Nile and Kidak know all about the culling season, so they set about creating a culling plan to protect Rufus and ruin the gamekeepers and deer stalkers day out. As in my previous podcast of Anjala, my snow leopard girl, and with all of my upcoming characters, I'm now going to read you a short clip from Hamish as a means of a little teaser. Hamish had become attached to a magnificent 14-pointer stag, which he named Rufus. This was a royal stag, getting ready for probably his last autumn rut. Kedak's mother had told them that any stag with more than 12 points on his antlers was deemed a royal stag and would be a highly prized trophy for the deer stalkers. The late, warm summer's days attracted the horrible biting midges and staying in the hideout was uncomfortable. So Hamish and his friends often spent their time playing on the open moorland in full view of Rufus and his hinds. Taking turns to play Laird of the Manor was a favourite pastime but often ended up in the glorious fight as each vied to be the laird and boss the others around. The great stag 
would watch the goings-on from a safe distance. But as the days went by, he encroached ever nearer. Hamish and his friends got more excited as the big stag came closer to them. Kiddock had worked out that Rufus had become accustomed to their presence and didn't see them as a threat. Niall's father was the estates manager for the local Highland estate, and on several occasions that summer he spent the day following his father's footsteps around the farm. He knew where the feedstock and the estate machinery were kept and in which drawer his father's office keys were. He thought occurred to him putting feet out around the hideout would attract the stag, and that in turn would score him brownie points with Hamish and Kirak. But first he needed to get his hands on the keys. He knew stealing the keys for a few hours would raise suspicion. But if he could get an imprint of the required key by pressing it into some plasticine, that would solve the matter. All he had to do was bide his time and wait for an opportune moment. The ideal occasion rose one afternoon when the estate gilly accidentally dropped a bunch of keys on the office floor. Nile recognised the feed store key instantly. Dashing across the office, he grabbed the keys, turning to face the wall so nobody could see what he was up to. Taking the plasticine from his top pocket, he quickly made an impression before turning to face the estate gilly and hand the keys back, making it look like he was being helpful. With the key in print, he dashed out of the office door. "'Where are you going, Nile?' shouted Miss Turner, one of the estate office clerks. I "'I'll be back shortly.' "'You better. Your father has asked us to look after you.' With that statement ringing his ears, Nile was off to see the local village locksmith. "'I'm back, Miss Turner.' "'Thank goodness for that. Your father has told us all off for letting you go.' "'Don't worry about that, Miss Turner.' I'll tell it was my fault, and that I was in a rebellious mood. He'll believe that. What's in the bag, Niall? inquired Hamish. Feedstock. Whatever for? asked Kirak. Niall explained his reasoning and how he got access to the feed shed. Niall, you are a genius, screamed Hamish. Brownie points at last, thought Niall. Quick march! barked Hamish, and with that order, all three headed off to the hideout. Hamish couldn't get over Niall's ingenuity. The rutting season started in a few weeks, and Rufus would need all the food source he could get to make sure he had enough energy to sustain him in the forthcoming fights he would face to protect his harem of hinds from other stags and get mating access to the hinds. Kirak knew that the ideal opportunity to observe the deer feeding would be early dawn. With this fact in mind, Hamish and his friends set their alarm clocks for early the next morning. The sight that greeted them as they approached the hidey hole was a dream to behold. There, in the swirl of the morning mist, in amongst the hinds, was Rufus the royal stag. As the boys approached, Rufus cautiously stepped forward, as if to protect the hinds. Hamish walked towards him. His heart was pounding. For a split second he thought his heart would burst. The great stag sniffed at the boys. Niall quietly bent down 
and scraped a few pallets into his hands, and with quivering arms he reached out to Rufus. To all of their amazement, Rufus stepped forward and delicately nipped at the feed in Niall's hand. Hamish could not believe his eyes. This magnificent raw stag he had named Rufus was standing directly in front of him. He stared at his antlers and counted all 14 points. He reached out to touch Rufus, and as he did so, the great stag lowered his head and all three boys were able to stroke his antlers. At that moment, one of the hinds gave the alarm call, and in an instant the whole herd disappeared into the morning mist. Wow, said Kirdag. Hamish swiftly turned to his friends. We must not tell anyone about this. As they returned to the village, only Mrs Mackay, the proprietor of the village store and post office, spotted the boys. Where have you three been at this hour of the morning? Oh, out for a walk, Mrs Mackay, spluttered Hamish. A likely story indeed, Hamish MacTuff. Does your mother know that you've been out on the moor this hour of the morning? Oh, I'll take that as a no, Hamish. Well, there's fresh bread and jam on the table in the back room. Go on in and have some breakfast, all of you. You look as if you've always seen a ghost. A good mug of tea will put the colour back in all of your cheeks. Kids, if you want to know how the story came about, then keep listening. But I want you to think about something as I continue to talk to you. Let's see what answers you come up with to the question I have at the end of the podcast. The story came about through my love of the natural world. Here in the UK, we have a TV programme that comes on around about the end of September for a few weeks, showing daily videos and webcam images of nature as it prepares for the late autumn and the early onset of winter. It's called Autumn Watch. And invariably, the programme makers would take us up to the Scottish Highlands to watch the rotting season of the red deer that roamed the moorlands. Watching the stags battling it out with each other to earn the rights to mate with the females was for me interesting to see. I also found it fascinating to hear the gamekeepers' stories about the culling process, the strict guidelines they have to adhere to, and the short time span they had to do the culling, and the reasons why they had to cull the herds in order to protect the moorland from being overgrazed as well as ensuring strong bloodlines were upheld so as to ensure healthy herds free of disease were the future. Rufus, I gave the title Royal Stag, for I wanted Rufus to conjure, conjure up the idea in your heads, kids, that he was a magnificent beast, to which he is. But what I wanted to point out here is a so-called Royal Stag isn't a stag that belongs to Queen Elizabeth II on her Balmoral estate, but is in fact a title given to a majestic stag who has more than 12 points on his set of antlers. A stag of such high status coming into the cold programme due to his time of life would be an absolute jewel in the crown of a deer stalker's trophy cabinet, and Hamish, Nair and Kirak would know that. So I gave them a cunning plan to ruin the gamekeepers and deer stalkers' day. Deer stalkers would pay a vast amount of money for a stag like Rufus, and that money would go to the local land estates, and no doubt towards paying the gamekeepers' wages. 
So when Hamish and his friends ruined all the carefully laid out plans for a day shoot, can you start to see, kids, how much trouble they get themselves into? Were they right to do what they did? That's up to you to decide. So, kids, having listened to me reading some of the story and what I've been talking about, I have a question for you to ponder over. Do you think Hamish and his friends Niall and Kirdak were right to ruin the gamekeepers and deer stalkers' day? I would love to hear your answers, so get either of your parents to contact me on my social media platforms. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. Next week, in episode 3, I'm going to talk to you about my third character in the book, Charlie. He's from Derby in the UK, from where I come from. It's a simple story about a small boy who's not very well, having a great day out in the park with his friends Rebecca, Peter and Ben. But for now, this is JT Crowley signing off, so wherever you are listening in the world, stay safe, but have fun, just like my characters. Thanks for listening to The Smart Kids. Want to follow more of their adventures? Check out The Smart Kids by JT Crowley on Amazon.com now.